Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. I'm Ivanka Magic. My name is Michael Forrest. Ivanka, I notice you didn't describe the podcast. <laughs> no, I forgot any, uh, to. What is this thing? <laughs> this podcast is a... Imagine if you had gone down the pub with a couple of your friends and you were having a lovely chat with them. That's what this podcast is. We give ourselves a topic, though. <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. really focused pub chat. <laughs> with notes. Well, we take notes And we try we and read talk. something. <laughs> Yes. Well, I don't know about that. But. Well, yeah, I think uh, that's we did in the beginning. <laughs> I've got no time. Uh, well, I, I uh, well, I, 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 there's an episode I want to do. I want to do law, and that's one where I really feel very underqualified to talk about it. Um, but I have maybe got a friend who might be able to come on in a future episode and sort of like be an umpire <laughs> in case we're talking too much shit. Guest umpires, maybe that's the next thing. <laughs> um, Okay, this week we're to- are we to- are we really doing this. <laughs> this week we're talking about Brexit. Yeah, I suggested Brexit. It is that is true. It seems it's not. It's grand to us, but it's grand. It, I, I sort of feel like it, we'll we'll title it Brexit, but maybe it's it's it means so much more than that, doesn't it? There's so many facets it, of but this, that's what, I suppose. This is why I think it has to be, we have to have We have to have it underlined on one of our, it has to be a topic. Because okay, you're right. I really do. I think, you know, it's going to slip by, it's just going to, it's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's, that, it's like I, the, the normalisation of bullshit yeah. thing. Like, I just, that's why I recorded those songs back when it happened, because I was like, I need to remember this feeling somehow, because I just feel so betrayed, and I feel so kind of like... Anyway, we can get into that. Yes. Brexit, there's a lot to talk about, like, global unity and the lack yeah. there, the opposite of that. There's the sort of xenophobia, there's media, there's flipping technological manipulation and big data and there's and lots of things we've covered I think in different ways but I guess yeah we'll, we'll, we'll bring a lot of things together under this one thing and just try not to forget about it because that's the risk isn't it you just yeah. kind of go back to your daily life and stop thinking about it you know. so we've got to keep thinking about things we do and that's why we're doing the podcast <laughs> so let's go But first, well, we're we're doing a double record, so the the how was your week is a little contrived. But have you got anything you want to kind of chit chat about? Like, I know what I should tell you about. Mm. I should tell you about the fact that we are in Sutivan still, and this week we are being visited by a family of five Canadians, mother, father, three children, who we met when we were travelling on our big motorcycle trip. Oh, wow. And we met them in a bakery on an island called Haida Gwaii, a.k.a. the Queen Charlotte Islands, which are mm. off the coast of Canada, off the coast of British Columbia. And we were in a bakery on a rainy day and we just got chatting to them. And they're like, hey, we're in this campsite. Come join us. And they, we were traveling on a motorbike. So we had like, you know, a tiny little bottle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and they had like mm-hmm. 10 families all traveling together this massive all rvs and big tent they fed us they watered us they got us drunk for a mm. couple of days and then they invited us back to their place in smithers british columbia and mm. we had a few days with them a few really fun days the kids were 13 then now they're 20 <laughs> mm. they're, they're, uh, wow. they, and they um their grandpa took us, he said, we went, used his workshop to make, do an oil change on our bike. And then he goes, oh, do you want to come for a burn up? I'm like, a burn up. And then uh, he took us out back and he got a helicopter and he took us on a oh helicopter ride. And we saw grizzly bears from the, from the, um, from the sky. And we just had a really lovely time with everybody. And then we carried on our travels and they were doing a European trip and they made sure Brach was on their itinerary. Wicked. So I've been hanging out very with them good. this week, which has been a lot of fun. It's been very nice. And they it's listen to our podcast, so Woo! thank you very much to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look for the little British Columbia colour bit in the map and we'll know who it is. <laughs> BC. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been a lot of... I love... I like hosting. I like people coming to visit. <laughs> I like people. (laughs) 
not all people, yeah. though. What about you? Well, I've got a couple of things. But first, I want to play you this message this guy sent me the other day. So this was, I mean, this is the guy who I um, tried to get his bitcoins. That didn't really work. He's got a penchant for sending me voice messages on the Facebook Messenger rather than actually typing the message, um, But which means I have an audio recording. And I think I was being quite snippy with him after uh, <laughs> after the whole thing was just like, Okay, I feel a little bit messed around by that. I think you could have been a little bit more honest, but I was being a bit snippy with him. But like we were talking about some stuff, and he sort of sent me this message, which, well, I'll just play it. This relates to music, my music playing. Yeah, I know what I was telling you. I was going to tell you. For your show, you need a sidekick. You need something that, uh, okay, you have the little squares there dancing around. That might be your sidekick. But, uh, you know, you have to make a show of it. Uh, you have to basically, I don't know, there is something else. You need another element to this thing. Because, you know, you, you do your thing and people listen to, the, to what you do. But, you know, looking at you is not that great, to be honest with you. <laughs> And I'm like, thank you. And like my, my sort of response to him was like, you are now, you have now caught up with my thinking of 15 years ago. I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> I sent him a link to my uh, leaving the laptop video, which is all about the prop, like live electronic music performance and this stuff. But I'm like, well, I mean, you, that's exactly the fucking the, the nail on the head. Like I'm not a drama guy. I'm not a theatre guy. But yeah, I just, I, I just, I just, I just wanted to play that because it's like he just. <laughs> sorry, I just, I'm not. I don't want to put a big mouse head on. I just want to, you know. I, so I'm feeling a bit annoyed about that, but also just like, what am I going to do? What can I do? What What are have, the best? You know, what can we? There's the. Um, what they call the German ones, Kraftwerk, they do their whole... It's also contrived. Yeah. It's like, I like live performance. And what I'm feeling good but about at the moment is that... It's contrived. Well, performance. Performance yeah, like is live... performance. I'm waving my hands in the air <laughs> like my daughter does No, no I know, I know. But, like, I want the music to be real. I want the music, like, the thing that's magical to me is when the music could only have been in that moment. And, like, it's not... But, yeah, performance is off... The, the other kind of performance where you repeat something over and over and again has never really appealed to me that much. Well, I did like it when it was part of a band, but on your own, it's like, well, the end point of that is you press space bar and a canned recording comes out and it sounds perfect and everyone dances, but then you have to come up with some contrived light show to go behind it while you just stand there sort of pretending to adjust a knob here and there so I've kind of got to the point where I'm doing a genuinely live electronic performance but like it's it's kind of a head down thing and I, and I kind of prefer that like I think more than me trying to kind of like sing along to something that's a bit more of a backing track but holy shit like I just I, you I'm look, just you told me when we were doing one of these early podcasts yeah Ivanka, you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that this is a performance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Michael, let me tell you something. Michael, mm. you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that music is also a performance. I don't so know, maybe you, you could like, something. do something on the top of your head. <laughs> have some sort of, I don't know, animation playing. So you've got Her your little style. squares dancing at the t front and then you've got like some... You know, like Google, I suppose Snapchat or whatever it does. I never, never open Snapchat, yeah, like so I'm only guessing. Things. But, you know, like crazy ears and shit. I did do that on my Twitch channel. I made a little peanut face come up. You can see that on my YouTube. I made I made like a video like app to stream the video to my laptop so I could stream it. But then I also started adding in like face detection stuff that was got weird. But actually, like so, I something I've been something I I'm gonna do now, and I've realized so I've got this squares.tv domain. And something I've realized I want to do with that is I've got my little dancing characters, but I think it'd be quite easy to expose the interface for people to make their own characters and make them Ooh. their own dances, and then I could have people virtual dancing to the music and sort of make that ooh. a bit more of an interaction ooh, 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 ooh. Hmm. yeah <laughs> i can't remember the name i tried to get a radio ben type thing going at canonical with a few people that are working all over the world and we mm. had a lot of fun with this website where you'd have a little avatar dancing so we took it in turns to play music but then you could see your avatar really going for it <laughs> or not which <laughs> made the whole thing much more interactive uh, mm. probably not the best use of work time <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, what but, website was it? Oh, the I one can't. with the dancing elf type thing, they or was it elves. one with ask. you made? Was it cartoon things? You ca- I think you had, they were cartoony. They were. They were. Right. It was. Uh, it was definitely an animation. There was nothing. Sorry, it wasn't animated photos or anything. It was cartoony. Mm. It was avatars. My best, but you know, like those mini mini yeah, avatars. Yeah. It was a bit more like yeah. that. Um, but that was fun. So maybe everyone could have their own mm. little square dancing. Yeah, exactly. That, and yeah, I, I think that idea. could be a really fun thing. And then that's a, that's a medium then, but like of dance. I I've not heard of someone doing like dance, like virtual creating dances kind of. Like there's dancing on camera and sharing those. That's huge. Uh, musically is kind yeah. of that. I'm going to kind of mime some things. But I like the idea of like Twitch, people on Twitch and on the internet and like kind of like computer game type people being able to kind of come up with some funny little dances and share them. And, and I can make them say little things as well. I can maybe charge people to have a speech bubble because um, uh, they'll use it, they'll abuse it. <laughs> what's Twitch? Twitch is twitch.tv is a is a streaming uh, it's a video streaming platform where people play computer games oh. and other people watch and chat and it's mad I started doing music on it because I just was really what it was when I was in Berlin and I was just on my own a lot and and actually like it's really nice because suddenly you're in a chat room with loads of people watching someone play a game which sort of like you know when I used to have housemates and used to sit in the living room and watch them play a game was quite a normal thing but it just means there's something visual going on and then like depending on who's kind of hosting it and they'll have like green screen backdrops, so they're kind of like superimposed over the video, and they'll have their little kind of someone's a follower, someone's a subscriber, you know, someone's just donated to it. And people donate money, like they donate like $50, $100 to these streamers, like as they're just going, and they'll be doing it for like four hours in a, at a time and just playing a game and just talking and responding to chat. And it's, it's really, it, but it felt like the Wild West. It's a really kind of interesting medium. And that was before, and then you know um, Facebook Live and all these other kind of platforms now you can kind of do it everywhere but like Twitch was really kind of like the first place that 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 was a big thing what was my point but yeah I, I I'm thinking like maybe if I if I'm if I'm happy enough to watch virtual dancing then I can stop beating myself up about not booking gigs so much because I'm not like I'm not a guy that's going out clubbing every weekend so I'm not with those people. So it's weird to try and contrive a thing where I'm going to be able to do that. So I'd, I'd, if I can find a way that I can do it kind of, you know, on my own terms a bit more, then maybe that's a bit more comfortable for me. I don't know. Yeah, so so I think that's a platform that I'd quite like to... I, I'm, going, I'm going to kind of put some time into kind of developing that, I think. Uh, just, I miss when yeah. Google Hangouts used to let you do, you know, crowns and... Silly stuff. Because I think it was great for me if meetings were getting stressful. (laughs) It was also a good way to make everyone go, come on. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. Because it really, once it's a video camera, then it opens up so many possibilities. And Mm. I used to have this thing if you type forward slash applause, it would play an applause. If you could type forward slash boo, it would boo. You could type forward slash bread and it would drop bread on me. And people just used to like doing that. There's just bread coming down the screen. Because I made this like bread bin game years ago and I still had like the code for that. So I just kind of made that work. But yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. But trouble is that like playing live music is much more intense than playing a computer game so it's hard to sort of sustain four hours of that like I've, I've done it for four hours before but I was like cripes at the end of that it, the other the other big thing yeah we're recording this in advance but when this goes out it will be the day after my yesterday was my 40th birthday oh <laughs> when's your birthday 4th of June, 4th of June. 2018 40 Michael is 40 and that's it. <laughs> happy birthday, Michael. Oh, thank you. For many, many happy returns. Many more happy <laughs> birthdays to come. Let's talk about Brexit. Let's talk about fucking Brexit, shall we? Uh, yes. Why did I? What think, does it mean? What, um, I don't know what it means. It, well, I am concerned that more what's, people aren't concerned. <laughs> I what's did, going on with it? Like, I don't even know what's going on with it. Like, well, there's a date now, is there? And I just, well, I think 
Seems like no one knows. Well, I think they do know, but nobody wants to admit. They do know. They, yeah, I <laughs> saw yesterday something from Mark Carney, who's the head honcho of the Bank of England, who said that every family in Britain is £900 a year less well off and Brexit hasn't even happened yet. So right. That's a flat screen TV. That is a flat screen TV. If that's what you're into, you that's how you measure things. If you hadn't voted for Brexit. Which, uh, I don't know how, how much PlayStation is these days, but maybe it's a couple of those. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, yep. it's a significant amount of money and it hasn't happened yet. And I think part of the reason that made me think about this as a topic is that I was driving across Europe for two days to get to Croatia. Mm -hmm. I could use Shenzhen zone or my roaming minutes you know there's mm. no difference there are because I, I I understand that there's a number of people who voted leave on the grounds that free trade is not good for the bottom line for many people's wages because it creates too much competition about salary but we can address that in different ways, like having minimum wages, like having uh, living wages, never mind minimum wage. Okay. Um, we can have, there is, there is so much more positive about this lack of obsession with national borders. Like driving across Europe, when I was a kid, when we used to do this journey, it took four or five days because every single border that you had to cross, so you've got to go from Britain to France to Germany to Austria to Croatia, yeah. well, Yugoslavia then. Every single one of those borders, especially in the summer holidays, you'd be there for a couple of hours. Right. You know, it's just that sort of the physical. And now, if you drive along the motorways, you may see a sign saying "Welcome to the Bundesrepublik" or "Welcome to Austria." Have you bought your vignette? <laughs> and then you sometimes see these old, what used to be the border um, buildings, and it's like, you know, to. For, for, for us, how are they going to negotiate for us to move freely? These are the things that impact me immediately, never mind the economy for a moment. <laughs> Just like mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. going on holiday, being able to travel, being able to not have a massively expensive mobile phone bill at the end of my holiday, yeah. being able to slack you from a, you know, a van on a motorway. That's quite cool, <laughs> using my data, not having to pay more money. You know, these are like, these are the sort of enjoyable things that have come from this European free movement of people. Yeah, stuff that should just be that way. And it's like national borders, they're just admin, just pointless just admin. admin. It just it was like, wow, you got rid of a load of pointless admin. Um, like, we're not scared of each other anymore. And we're not scared of like someone taking you know that the eu is this higher sort of organization that means you're not just gonna like steal each other's land and behave in these tribal ways so if you cannot have to spend all that money on admin and defense by just having agreements as people then just you free up so many resources and so much uh, maybe you take away some jobs i don't know, I don't well, know. is but, that but like but a then, thing with it you but, know is that what they you know, is that, and then the people talk about, oh, we need to know, because one of these phrases that really brings Brexit to life for me and is this hostile immigration environment business that the UK seems mm -hmm. to be employing. Um, so, you know, we've seen it with Windrush. We constantly see all these stories about, you know, this woman who's Canadian who married an Englishman 27 years ago and suddenly they're not letting her use the NHS, even though just because she didn't do her paperwork. And we're going from a country where really Britain has always been low on paperwork. <laughs> they, you know, compared to the rest of Europe, we don't have ID cards, we don't have all these things. And now all of a sudden, people who have never been required to because a minority, and it is a minority, and I don't believe yeah. everybody who voted Brexit is a racist who doesn't want immigration, but the sort of the, the, the scary headlines rhetoric stuff has made the government implement a bunch of this. Who, who in 2018, as a civilised Western European country, has a hostile immigration environment designed to put people off coming there? bringing their talent, bringing their qualifications, yeah. bringing their skills, bringing all the contributions they bring to our environment. I read this letter the other day. You can see that my, my Brexit rage is building. But yeah, the man it. who illustrated the Gruffalo, 
is a German yeah. citizen who has lived in the United Kingdom for the last 20 years or whatever. He's illustrated the Gruffalo. He's illustrated, you know, I don't know how many, but many, many, you know, Room on the Broom, all these favourite British children's stories that are the signifier of many a young person's childhood now, illustrated mm. by a German who has not been told that he will be allowed to stay in the country. You're like, we are being so offensive as a government. We are not even doing, extending people the common courtesy of saying, you've lived here for 20 years, you've contributed taxes for 20 years, you've illustrated some of our most loved children's stories, but you know what, we get, we're still not ready to tell you whether or not you are allowed to live in our country and how we're going to deport We're going to collect them all up into detention centres? Nobody knows anything. Nothing is more stressful than uncertainty in this world. Nothing. Nothing is more stressful than, like, if someone, if you don't know when someone, when you're going to lose something, or if you don't know if you're going to lose something, you can't make any plans, you can't do anything. No, so it's the most sociopathic thing yeah. you could possibly do yeah. is to leave this open and open and open, extend yeah. it, extend it, extend it. No one knows what's going to happen. And I saw a fucking, I saw a van at the end of my road the other day that with immigration yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, I saw on one it. in Brighton. It's like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I saw one parked outside the police station in Brighton. I have never, which was an immigration control unit. I have never, ever seen such a van. I understand that we need, we cannot have, you know, people who have migrated illegally to the country who are under the radar, who are not paying taxes, blah, blah. I understand that that needs, but this is just, it's, it's, it has this horrible feeling around it. Do I need to start carrying my passport around with me? Because when they stop me in the street and they say, what's your name? And I go, Vanka. <laughs> They're going to go, well, where have you come from? <laughs> Where's your passport? You know, like- yeah, and Sharon's, Sharon's Italian. She hasn't got a British passport. It's like, she's like, do I, do I just apply for, like, she's been here since, two, like, as, in London as long as I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, at what point does she have to now apply for indefinite leave to remain? How does she prove it? And the amount of well, I think we just go. We'll just go. Like, if, <laughs> if, that, if they start fucking about, we'll just, I'll just move to Europe. I'll, I don't care. Like, I'll get, like, an ancestry visa on my Irish grandparents. <laughs> right? I'll get an ancestry EU visa and I'll just go. Fuck this place. You know, if, if you're going to make that the conversation, this place is not the place I thought it was. Like, I always, you know, when I heard, like, when I hear, like, Europeans kind of talking in sort of nationalistic terms, I, oh, Italians always do this. And, like, I always sort of felt a bit, I was like, well, I mean, that's a bit like, back. you know, we're, we're trying, I try not to think about cultural stereotypes and things. And, and I always thought that was a British thing. We were, like, maybe a little bit, like, ahead of the curve in terms of racism and, like, kind of generalisation about, like, countries. And it always seemed a bit racist to have, a, like, a British, you know, George Cross. Just, even if you see a Union Jack, it's like, oh, that's a bit racist. Um, like, the whole idea of of like defining yourself by your nationality seemed really bad and then just to learn that oh no we're bad we're worse if anything uh because we've acted on 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 this and it's messed up and now and, and i go into work the next day and it's like i've suddenly got to think about what country anyone's from and there's like someone from china someone from france someone from like hungary someone from you know i'm like there's one english other english per british person in this room who gives a fuck like, all you're doing is making it extra paperwork for me to hire someone or, like, make this thing happen. Like, what what value does this have other than just, like, retrograde, expensive process of digging your heels in against something you cannot stop? You cannot stop globalisation. No. You're just being stupid yeah yeah the globe the sort of economic side of this the sort of we were walking around split yesterday being tourists and there are europe now has this sort of homogenous mass really of shops and things like you know zara's everywhere and you go into like mm. one of those random shops that sells you know this is the box for my very healthy snacks and all these things that you've seen in brighton and now you can see in split and it doesn't really matter where you are you can buy the same thing so you can go to ikea la la but um so, that, you know, I can kind of understand this desire to, to, to maintain some sort of cultural heritage. 
But globalization in a, in this in this world has some positive connotations. You learn every time you travel to somewhere new. I think, you know, being able to move, being able to travel, being able to go and meet different people, different experiences is a very valuable thing. The f- fucking privilege of being an English speaker yeah. on this in this global like you can go anywhere in the world and speak English and you'll be all right. And you are and you're still going to be <laughs> about it. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there's uncertainty for our for our uh, European brethren who live in our country. But there's yeah. uncertainty. I know, I was, Go on. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to uncertainty. But I just want to say, like, it's mathematically proven that cooperation is a better strategy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. than, like, yeah. kind of trying to take as much for yourself and not cooperating. Long term, cooperation is mathematically better. I think, yes, there will always be, like, short term kind of bumps and things happening that you're uncomfortable. Yeah, change is uncomfortable. That's why you're scared. That's why you're worried because things are changing. But it's, you can't stop the change. You're just making a different sort of change that's much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. uncertainty. But the uncertainty, it's not just for our... for The the uncertainty element isn't just present for our, our European brethren, though I wouldn't want to be in their situation. It's also sort of people who live in the UK who are EU citizens. But there's also for us, if, for example, if we take the financial services and the amount of tax they contribute, if any percentage of them decamp to Paris or Frankfurt, yep. we've got... No, what are we going to replace that tax it's income over. with? Yeah. It's gone. Do you, do you There's think just, it's just no plan. It's idiocy to have, to have allowed this vote to happen with no plan. What is the plan? That's what I want. It, no, it's, like, it's a decision that shouldn't have been put to a fucking vote in the first no. place, but it just seems such an obviously stupid thing that why, you know, why would anyone vote for them? Like, it was just like, it felt like admin, I felt like I was doing someone's job that it was, this is not my job to make this decision in the first place and it's a fucking stupid question to ask, but okay, fine I will miss, I'll go into work late and go and do this fucking thing and oh, 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 you've just given power to ignorant people or people that are being manipulated into, but, but you know, But if again, you put it to the vote, if I... So what I think, going back to Ivanka's ongoing use of children to illustrate political decisions, Ivanka's yeah, yeah. no, patronising the world... Uh, my three-year-old <laughs> likes to make decisions and feel like she has control over her life. So when she wants to get dressed in the morning, she wants to choose. If I left it entirely to her, she she has no clue of what the consequences are of wearing inappropriate clothing for the weather. <laughs> so I do give her a yeah. choice, but I give her a choice of two sensible things. Do you want these leggings or these leggings? You know, it's not like, do you want these leggings or this swimming costume? <laughs> it's like, or, yeah. you know, here's 50 things that you could wear. These are winter clothes. This is the, this is the selection box we are selecting yeah. from. Within this, you have control. I would be being a bad, irresponsible parent if I went let you go out in the winter with your swimming costume on. <laughs> <laughs> and David, David Cameron, he, he took like he didn't realise what a risk he was taking for this like little political. Like it, it was like a little. I'm going to do a little political thing to try and just kind of put that put that put something to bed. And he just didn't realise. But the, I and, think. Do you know what I think? That is a total lack of awareness of yeah of, so of, he must be so disconnected even though isn't he going around talking to people to normal you know isn't it part of his but, job to go and like get I think a feel it's for deeper than that i think it's deeper than that i think you know he comes from a wealthy family he has inherited yeah. wealth and i think in those circumstances you do not understand what it means to not have you don't Power, he will control, never suffer money, his yeah. family won't be hungry his family won't yeah. be going to a food bank his family will be able to afford a private doctor his family will be able to fly somewhere pay for a visa application blah 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 there is a sort of a level of protection that is his wealth affords him that many of us do not have and will never have
And there's a framing of the sort of immigration thing, which you can either say, oh, they're stealing our precious resources and taking our health care for, for nothing. Or you can say we are so privileged, we have so many resources that we can afford to help. Shouldn't we feel good about being able to help people yeah. from all over like if you just like psychologically if you if, in, if instead of the daily mail kind of going they're taking all your stuff and it's their fault that everything's horrible like if you went look what you're giving to these it's like when I you know when I said that thing of when I kind of put my bike out and, <laughs> and just left yeah, it yeah. I was like oh I'm sad that my bike's gone but then I was like no no I'm happy that someone's got a got a bike, bike. Yeah. and even with the passport thing it's like well now maybe you know maybe I, I'm sort of annoyed if if it's been sold to some crime ring like whatever but maybe it helps someone get into the country that couldn't maybe it helps a refugee you know so you know it could i'd be annoyed if they open a bank account and i can't do things because they can but like um you know like we don't have to see everything as a zero-sum game and we don't have to see everything as you know well yeah i think i think that we've got this like you know what's wrong with being having the rep international reputation of being the kindest country the most being a country giving. where you can go and we'll look after yeah. you we, if, like if, we won't be racist yeah, we, won't, we'll be, we won't we won't discriminate against you we won't make you fill in a million forms well you know <laughs> fill in some forms but don't belittle oh. people don't abuse your power and I think, but maybe this is a situation, you know, it's quite interesting to have a Brexit conversation after a power conversation. Because I well, think yeah, I mean, to some extent, I'm not sure the UK understands how little power it has in the world. Yeah. We're a very We're small a, little market. We go from a profound voice, of, I don't know, yeah. like one of the largest, most unions. powerful things in the world. <laughs> we come from a, <laughs> unions. Yeah. I don't like, we, we, we had a voice and it was... Uh, well, what was that thing? Yeah, we were kind of defining things and it was us that said, like, well, we should charge people if they try and leave. And now people are complaining that you've got to pay to leave. Like, that was our idea. Like, <laughs> because we didn't want, like, Turkey to, like, mess about or this and that. Yeah, we've gone to a shitty little island, you know, if we're out of this. And the things that we do have that make us unique will just move somewhere else. Like finance, yeah. like creative industries, tech industries. Yeah. Well, no one's going to do it here it, now. Lot, like, yeah. Or, you know, the sort of cool Britain that attracts cool creatives won't. It won't exist. Yeah. If we can't have we'll what, one thing Berlin. that makes <laughs> British creativity so, you know, creativity coming out of Britain amazing i think is the contribution the sort of the the people flying into work from all yeah. over the world we definitely have a, a sort of a call about us <laughs> we watched um we watched we watched uh, paddington 2 oh did you <laughs> like as we were kind of staying up all night for our flight we watched paddington 2 which was quite fun to watch because it's so much based in near where we live it's yeah, quite yeah. cool because it's like west london but um that they were kind of like introducing london but in, in their introduction of London was here's this person, this Indian person, here's this person from this country, here's this other person, and it was just like there was no like English English person. If anything, the English person was sort of like the the busybody, like, um, but like that they, they were like this is London, isn't London amazing? They kind of really went. They they showed that like that it's just people from anywhere and you that that's the point of it. What makes it great is you can no one belongs here, no, like which means everyone does. Yeah. So. If you start like discriminating based on where you're from, then it's not London anymore. It's some other like shithole. You know, what what has it actually got going for it? If not that, I don't know. Well, there's a a risk of us sleepwalking. I don't and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what machines in government are or what wheels are turning. But I think as a as a general population, we are at risk of being sleep marched just literally off a cliff into the ocean oh, nobody knows. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't agreed anything we haven't got anything in place this idea that you can negotiate massive trade deals within a matter of months is laughable you can't even buy a house in months <laughs> yeah there's no pa there's no power like we don't have power no. like and uh, like all the Trump, oh, we're going to be nice to Britain because the history, that's all going to evaporate as soon as it comes. You know, money and power are going to define this and we're not going to get anything that we think we apparently believe we're entitled to for some reason. And maybe our protection mechanisms will kick in in about 10 years. We'll look back on this and go, well... <laughs> 
but it just turns into so when are we rejoining can we try and get back in the I just feel like isn't it just now going to be like how are we going to get back into this thing why wouldn't you be in it in this world where everything's a bit messed up at the moment having a European Union of broadly speaking sensible policies like okay we need to do something about climate change let's lead on that let's push it forward we need to do something about plastics let's push it let's do it you know like a market of 500 million has a lot more power than a market of 65 million that's simple maths yeah yeah that's it and i I just think i i am uh i think business is very concerned overall yeah, there's the uncertainty the of individuals, uncertainty. but like business can't do make mm. any plans, and there's and it's, and it's also being used as an excuse as well, yeah. like by a lot of people, like oh well, Brexit, what that's got nothing to do. But with you've this. got to like, have a seat as a business, as a business, and this is another conversation. I'm sti- you know, I'm stealing words from somebody else who I I picked up in conversation. I was talking to somebody about this, and it's like you kind of need to have plans because let's say to move your office to Frankfurt, you need to have been sorting out the the real estate a year ago so you kind of need to hedge and hedging costs money and that money that might have gone into more jobs or might have gone into pay rises is going to go into protecting the health of the business and so it'll be like well we've Mm. got to spend that much money. we've got to pay for a new team over there and then we've got to do this and you know it's like and those decisions will be made on money not on oh, well, ideologically, we don't want to move that. Uh, and then you got, you know, I even, I had a, this is part of what I, why I came up with this. I was dreaming that I was arguing with Dyson. <laughs> right. Because uh. he's a bloody, and he, you know, he being pro-Brexit, and I think, I think he's, I can't believe, I can't remember what his rationale is. I saw his, there was Dyson hand dries in our Greek hotel, I noticed. But, you know, he like, <laughs> And he doesn't even, he's moving manufacturing to China. I think, I feel like my voice is quite high-pitched in this episode. It's going to be a high-pitched episode, let's face it. (laughs) I can't take it. But yeah, Yeah, I was literally having a dream arguing with Dyson about how he he doesn't even, you know, he just needs to give us stuff. He's just trying to look after himself. But I don't know what, Mm. I don't quite understand what his rationale was. I think that's why, where it came in. So have you spoken to anyone? Have you had a conversation with like a, a, a person that, that voted leave that you respect? Have you found anyone to have a conversation with? No, I've struggled. Can... I think the people, because I get these, you know, people on Twitter, I'm, I'm sure if we put this episode out, we, or we had somebody the other day saying, a little known fact is that people who are climate change deniers are often more educated than, and I'm like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> but the Brexiteers that I have occasionally engaged with on Twitter, because I've really tried that whole, you know, speak nicely and have a discussion. I was like, mm. look, please understand that I'm very concerned about this. I would really like to understand why you are not. Please explain it to me. And nobody, mm. I've not found anybody yet. They just kind mm. of go, oh, you silly. You're just being paranoid. You're just being your Ramona or whatever that phrase is. A Ramona. Rem- yeah, I, why can, can you just use real words, please, yeah. people? Because like, <laughs> you really undermine your See, Brexit, uh, your position. the other problem with Brexit is it's, got su- it's such a good word, though. Brexit is it, strong, it's short, it, you know, it's like, it's clever. <laughs> Britain, exit, Brexit, hey. Yeah. And it's just like... I went into um, I went into a job in an agency in sort of London Bridge, and like the guy that was like running the in charge of the team, it emerged that he'd voted leave. Who's who's sort of wow. like my age, middle class kind of like he's living outside London, and I was like, right, we're having this. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was someone, and it, and his rationale was he said like it was a he said it well it was a protest vote. I couldn't really understand quite what he was protesting against. or But then his whole rationale was, um, well, I mean, look, nothing's happening. Nothing's probably going to change at all. But, like, at least something's happening now. But also, like, he just didn't think it was going to make any difference, ultimately, whatever happened, to like, day to day. Like, this guy, like, I, I do respect it. Like... I, I respect him. I I liked him as a person, and it was like it was kind of it was heartbreaking to me. But we just had to like at a certain point. I was just like, well, I mean, I guess we just yeah. that's just okay. I understand that people feel what's the word disillusioned. Dis. I mean, I know. So, for example, if we take 
uh, Derbyshire, that sort of part of the world where my in-laws are. You know, these are ex-mining mm. communities who their coal mining got taken away and the industry was not replaced with anything. So yeah. it's just like, well, screw you. And I can understand that they feel yeah. let down. And almost certainly their general feeling is that their jobs have been taken by someone. The fact is that your jobs have been taken by your own government and repeated governments, left or right, have failed to address that. That's what's happened. And you're and it's like you're blaming the wrong you're person. You're blaming the, you're, the, the wrong you're blaming some sort of vis- you're blaming who you're being told to blame. It's, and you're blaming people largely you're blaming people with no power. Yeah. Like you're being told to blame the people who have the least power instead of the people who have the most. So it's that feeling of total helplessness, of loss of power, of nothing. And I, I understand that. But you know, I think we all need to be holding the government to to, to task on the fact that the country isn't a better place to live in for more people. It's about, it always boils down to inequality and the, the sort of the mismatch of power and it, that yeah. feeling of, and I saw, you know, with that whole, <laughs> but the protest vote for me, I've done it, not in a, you know, in a, in a, in a general election year. No, it wasn't. It was a local, after Blair, um, took us to war. I voted for all green local um, yeah. councillors, just in a which was just stupid, really. Really, you know, it's like I didn't punish the Labour Party really by doing that, and I possibly contributed to a bit of instability in my own city, but um, just because you know, it kind of changed the political platform in a weird way. So I understand the concept of a protest vote. When it was a general election, I think I've been in and just scribbled over. Them. I was like, I will vote, but. I don't like any of you, so screw you all kind of a thing. But then in a referendum where there's, go and spoil your vote then, or don't, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe it's just an, I don't know. We just, there was a powerful Leave campaign. There was a pretty sort of non-existent Remain campaign because it just, it's just too much stuff. It's just kind of obvious that there's just, what, where would you even start explaining the benefits of this thing? Well, I, But like what, yeah. do, this idea of like Brussels as this ogre forcing us to do things we don't want to do. Like we're coming to these agreements with those people. We're part of that. They're not separate from us, Nigel. <laughs> but so I did go out uh, campaigning for Remain. And I did, but I was, camp- you know, I was in Brighton. I did leafleting at Brighton Station. I did leaf. What was the Brighton percent? Massive. 80. Uh, it was a waste. Yeah. In really, there was little point. Camp- there was probably very, we should have been yeah, in off. In Brent, where I am, it was like 69 or something. Yeah. Like, And then like Nottingham was like leave. Yeah. But, like, the borough that I lived in, <laughs> I grew up in, was, like, just on the Remain side. So, so like... you know, that's where we should... But but what was interesting, even on the subject of no no campaign, so a Brighton station yeah. handing out leaflets, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, you bet I will. few people with foreign accents going, I wish I could vote, da, da, da. And mm. then... But the people that were going to vote leave, like this bloke, sort of middle-aged... Maybe a bit old. I say middle-aged because I'm thinking of somebody older than me. <laughs> but, but perhaps that's me. A tall man with a lots of grey hair and <laughs> quite yeah. a few wrinkles. No. <laughs> he, uh, he was like, maybe he was in his 50s. don't know what that is. Anyway, he was walking to me. He went, <laughs> he went not on your life. <laughs> was he going to vote remain? Right. And then I was like, well, why? Come and talk to me. <laughs> and he wasn't going to stay and talk to me. Terrorists. Yeah, and, and then uh, these four builders walked by and they were like, you know, they said something snarky. But I had my child with me on my backpack you know, one of those carriers, and she also, I don't think they were going to come and F and blind at me because mm. she was also, you know, it wasn't appropriate. Mm. But they, they sort of shouted something Larry and carried on walking. So, um, but they, nobody who actually wanted to engage, and I was out multiple times, and on the referendum day, I was out door knocking, getting people, you know, anyone who'd sort of got a, predisposition to vote remain you you address the people that might not agree with you well in advance of the election right <laughs> like, yeah and then hope, for, hope they, they forget if you go, don't change their mind hope they forget to go and vote because <laughs> that's democracy people 
<laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, but you know, people, there was no particularly, and it just then it just makes me, if somebody's having a silly argument or what I consider to be with my highfalutin self considered to be a silly argument, like, because, mm, and then, oh, and then I tried to have a debate on Facebook, but I had a couple, mm. but it's just a very difficult, it's, just, it's a very difficult, but yeah. I think if we, if we, you know, if we don't call out, it's the same with like trying to, you know, stop people being racist and sexist. You do have to go, excuse me, you can't say that. Otherwise, you're just part of it. It's the same with people making ridiculous statements on the internet about stuff. You have to go, mm, no. Um, otherwise, I don't know how we, because, you know, I think if anything, pushing for this second referendum sounds like the only way we're going to be able to backtrack out of this mess. It's weird how Theresa May and that, and that lot seems so kind of, no, this is happening. Like, I, 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 you'd have thought they'd be scrabbling for ways See, to... What, what fascinates people me. A second. What f- but then you look, but then, like, even weeks, months afterwards, I was like, I'm, I, I'm sure, you know, I was, I'm sure everyone must have realised what a mistake this was. Let's see what the... And you'd find a poll, and it was still... Kind of pro leave? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I depend. I'm not sure about polls and who does them yeah, and why. Okay. But anyway. but I think one of the one of the things that I find really disingenuous is that the people have spoken and therefore we must give them Brexit. The people have also asked for decent free education. Yet we have ongoing cuts yeah. to schools. People have also asked for a decent welfare state, which you continue to cut. People have also asked for an NHS to be properly funded, and you continue to give us, Jer- you know, gave us Jeremy Hunt for far too long. It doesn't give. You know, it's like. What is it if people ask for some things? They, and, and what about Brexit suits our current government so much that they are pursuing it? What is the underlying motivation? Why are they not just going, oh, sorry, can't have Brexit in the same way that we're going to cut hundreds? You know, it's not even a legal, it's not even legally binding. No. Yeah, is it? No, is, no, is no. it even a thing? Like, why? What is this? Well, and and it yeah. and it obviously it's so telling that the people that were like spearheading the Leave campaign immediately vanished as soon as it happened. Well, and then that Aaron Banks gets well, done for overspending on the Leave campaign. You know, but what punishment? Mm. None. Doesn't matter. It's the same as I mean, as as a as one of life's occasional chances you know ask for forgiveness not permission sometimes is a thing in a workplace oh sorry i didn't mean to it's like what he's done is he's overspent on a leave campaign which is illegal in our democracy of you know in our united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland and but you know oh mea culpa i'm sorry you know it's like what i've not so it doesn't matter because it's been done now and the, the, the influence that that overspend had has been done. It's been influenced. So it's kind of, it doesn't matter now that it was illegal, but him being all arsy about it and saying that he's going to argue, it's like, just, just, just shut up, <laughs> you know. You, you did a thing, you got away with it, now just shut up. I mean, we are listening to these people now. We're listening to, we're kind of aware that I didn't, you know, I wasn't really aware there were so many so unhappy people with the current yeah, 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 kind yeah. of status quo. Because it was suiting me okay. Like I was doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing okay out of it. Like I, I learned computers. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's making us listen. Yeah, yeah, true. But you sort of want to say, okay, but can we maybe not do your right? Can we do a different idea yeah. to solve this to make you feel better? Like, yeah. But this—that's what I was saying about the Trump, like the Trump thing. I was like, if we get to, you know, I'll take Brexit if it means that Americans don't elect Trump. You know, like if the American moderates Shut learn day. something and therefore from us. But that didn't happen either. So I'm, I'm not sure yet. And you're right. I mean, there's better political engagement in the country. These are the positives. But then Mm. I was thinking the other day that maybe we need to do something that helps people distinguish 
what fake news is, like what it looks like, how you know that a thing that got shared with you on Facebook is just nonsense and that person never said that. Although some stuff is hard to fact check. Um, if it's like if it's like a new story that hasn't you know hasn't been kicking around long enough to be in Snopes or like kind of to have anyone kind of look at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the big it's interesting that we're debating we're having this conversation as well uh, on the day that the uh, Irish are voting to change their abortion laws. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because that is a that is a big deal. And it'd be interesting to see if, you know, this gets to be one of the first things going in the right direction. Yeah, you just want some hope, don't you? Yeah, I do. I want to see that, you know, I know that, I don't know if you can, if it's that, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of Irish people with the right to vote are flying home to vote for this. They are going to Ireland to try and change this archaic law. Uh, but, I, you know, I, 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 I want to see it come, come good. I need it, I think. The battle, the battle for the hearts and minds of people has never been more visible. <laughs> <laughs> it's never felt more urgent. No, no, no. It's like it's 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 not secret stuff happening behind closed doors. It's it's out in the open a lot more than it's ever been. But, you know, we're maybe we are maybe this is forwards, maybe this is what happens once you start to kind of open out enough and things become public enough and like the playing field becomes a bit more leveled and now anyone can kind of create a campaign to try and you know do what they want to do part of me hopes that this is like a step like something that happens when you're moving in a positive direction and that it will be overcome but like i mean it's a big thing to change and it's I mean, it's going to be the rest of my lifetime. You know, it's like it's our lives are now like that's you know that's our future's just been like irrevocably like fucked with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, one yeah, of yeah. a better word. Well, there's just uncertainty for all of us now, which I think most certainty is kind of false. But yes, this is true. But but still, you know, without being too philosophical about it, there is blatant uncertainty, and then there's just general <laughs> uncertainty that there exists within life that where you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But you know, you kind of imagine you're living within you know reasonably fixed circum set of circumstances. Well, it it's that is my singularity idea of like um, that that is predictability is at its lowest ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's part, and I think that ties into technological progress yeah, and yeah, yeah, like globalisation, yeah. media, like social internet, all this stuff is kind of accelerating change, making things harder and harder to make any plans about. So, okay, well, I mean, Brexit or not, like there's still so many, maybe that was just a false certainty in anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't want to put like a bow on this because the whole point is not to stop thinking about it. Um, <sighs> what did you vote for, listener? <laughs> Whatever, I don't <laughs> care if you does. If you're gonna if you're gonna engage us, can you not say Ramona? Yeah, don't call like, me Ramona. Not be a, can you use real just words that were existed before this? If you don't, you know, Britain's decision to leave the European Union. If you can say that instead of Brexit, that would make me. Happy as well. <laughs> <laughs> it might it's not fit. Twitter's 280 characters now, so that shouldn't be a problem. No, loads of stairs. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. That was a subject that both of us, you know. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, you can find us grandpodcast.com. You, and there's links to our social media on there, such as Twitter, Instagram, and so on. YouTube. 
You can also find the podcast on Spotify and all over the place. Everywhere there's podcasts. Um, where can people find you, Ivanka? Find me at Ivanka on Twitter. And if you like our podcast, telling other people about our podcast is a really cool thing, cool and kind thing to do. <laughs> so please do, you know, just get people listening so that we get more more input. If you like anything we've said, please tweet a quote. Yes. You know, that's something some people do. Um, and then we'll know which things that we said that were good, if any. And of course, we could be wrong. Maybe we're wrong. But come to us with reasoned debate. If you're not prepared to actually have a conversation about the difficult things, then probably not going to engage that much. But we could be wrong about all of this. Maybe Brexit is the best idea in the world. If, yeah. If somebody could give me some good, uh, I, you know, good sides of Brexit that I can start clutching onto, I'd be delighted. I really would. Yeah, me too. Like, if I could feel good about this, I'd be so happy. Go for it. So please, if you feel good about. If you honestly feel good about Brexit, give us some top top two. Share the love. What top one reason? Doesn't have to be even yeah. like a top ten or top three. Just top sovereignty. one. sovereignty. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, that is no come to way say, to engage people. Sovereignty. No. Um, you, all right. Uh, you can also find me, michaelforestmusic.com, and listen to some music that I made ages ago because <laughs> I need to record some new stuff probably. Whatever. Um, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. This maniac in charge of everything oh.